Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode-by-episode, character-by-character, song-by-song account of the making of your favorite zip code. With your host, Charles Rosen. I sit in the chair. One of Sandy's antiques, the whole thing breaks. Larry Mullen. Houston, I shouldn't be even in this show. I hope they're going to kill him, and they did. Pete Ferrero. Up my like TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this and point. And representing the fans, Lily Amaran. And I love you. I have dreamt about you. What? I'm... Along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax, because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Hey, here we are, and look who we, is joining us. This is really exciting. Prince Carl, Nick, is joining us here, man. Hey, let, let me let me ask how you, uh, good man, how good, how good. is how's quarantine uh, handling? How are you handling all that? How is things going on yeah, your end? Yeah. It's all right. It's a little trying at times, you know, but, um, you know, and then as far as uh, acting work goes, it's all shut down. All production is, you know, not happening, so... That's all a bummer, and uh, but it's all right. It's it's, it's uh, definitely makes you you know take a little time out and uh, stop and think and about things and assess and uh, you know yeah. So now um, know, we also have with us too our usual suspect in Larry Mullen. Uh, Larry, you have a different background this week, so something. Yes, up. I, <laughs> I'm on the East Coast. Yes, you noticed we were. I was traveling. I. I braved it out there across the country, went coast to coast, and you know, the minute I left, California fell apart with the, the you know, the the, te- the the number of COVID. So I, I landed on a small island, and literally nobody wanted to see me. Certainly, and I could understand. So I kind of self quarantined a little bit, and then I got tested, and I am negative. So there now you. I'm socially acceptable, and uh, I plan to have a good time. I mean, in a, in a responsible, safety way. And things on this island, I have to say, are very good. I mean, people really have it together. There's all masks in towns and no problems. And people just use the beach. And it just uh, it reminds me of a 60s. Ah! And there is Michael. no time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there he is. Again. Okay. His mic didn't work. But uh, I was talking, Mike, but I'm just going to finish up. Anyway, so I'm on Martha's Vineyard. I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry I missed the show on Wednesday. I heard it was great. And I'm glad to see Sherry Weiss, who I, I've known for a long time. And uh, I'm, I'm going to help throw to her a bit because uh, yeah. she's next. And she really, uh, I want to say, carried the torch of the show even before Darren Martin, I think, uh, yeah. through the dark mm-hmm. ages, you know, those ages when we kind of really weren't remembered really yeah. and uh, so that much love and uh she's out of the out of the non business now but her perspective is still fresh yeah right. sherry uh is, is filling in for lily this week and it's exciting and sherry it's it's it, everyone stop hello it's sherry died. no we're yeah. still here we're, we're all still here um hopefully that works out for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh sherry it's great having you i've definitely have read some of the interviews and stuff that you've done back in the day um, yeah. Are you still a big 90210 fan? Are you obsessed with it as much as I am and the rest of us all are? It's my passion. Um, it's my lifelong passion. I started watching at nine years old, which I think we can all agree is not an age appropriate TV viewing. <laughs> but 
I, and ironically, you know, we're discussing the season six finale tonight and season six was when I started watching at nine years old, Um, but it's been a lifelong obsession that my friends and family can attest to. And in 2008, I started my website, teendramalore.com that was dedicated to the show as well as the shows that came after, because we all know what sparked the genre and um, it was about a little over 10 years ago that I first interviewed Chuck, I interviewed Michael, I interviewed Larry, as well as um, a number of cast members, and then as well for the other teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and whatnot. And then, you know, with my career, I wasn't able to continue with the website, unfortunately, though it remains up for all to read. So yeah, if anybody wants to go to teendramahore.com, you can see all those interviews and all my coverage through the years, but it is still my all-time favorite show. It is still an obsession. There's things all over my apartment that tie back to the show. So nothing has changed for me at all. And let me ask you how you're on the East coast too, right? So how is quarantine? How are you doing with all of that? Well, I'm in Wilmington, um, which some people call Wilmingwood or Hollywood East because um, up until the last couple of years, there was a big TV industry here. This is where Dawson's Creek filmed, One Tree Hill, and then a number of movies, probably the biggest claim to fame is Iron Man 3 was filmed here. Mm -hmm. Um, We were doing okay. Um, Things are starting to spike here a little bit, but we're not at Florida levels or anything like that. Only no. Florida's at Florida levels. And Very true. Also, okay, uh, Michael Lang, how is everything going with you, man? Can you hear us? Can you see us? Can you speak? I can hear. Uh oh, wait, the microphone went off. Hold on. We, we, no, you sound sounds wonderful. good. You sound wonderful. I do? You're good. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so um, how is everything on your end, Michael? Everything is, you know, good. Um, well, I'm, I've been having, I tried to get headphones that connect, to connect, but not happening. So that's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. There's no I need sound man. I understand why, Michael. You have to have the headphone jack in before you move into the studio. <laughs> I've done this before, seriously. You, you do. Otherwise it, otherwise, it doesn't take. There's no jack on these. These are Bluetooth. Oh, no oh, I, oh, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Yeah. Um, well, as we're going to get into this, it's already starting. Everybody's starting to talk about Prince Carl looks great. Um, I saw another one that said how handsome you were. Let me see if I can find that and pull that up. Oh, handsome, handsome, handsome Prince. So thank you. Thank you. I I thought maybe they were talking about you, Larry, at first. (laughs) Um, Man, this is such a great season, season six, very underrated season, and there's so many moving parts that happens. I want to start with Michael Lang here. I was just saying this before we came on. There is a lot of moving parts in this episode, two episode these, well, this episode, I guess, two-part episode. Right. I, is it like they just say to you, uh, here's all the crazy shit we're going to do. Let's get Michael. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was actually, well, you know, it's funny because the in the, in on that show the normal episodes were um, seven days, but for the two hours you actually got fourteen days. Okay. So uh, we actually shot for six days on the Queen Mary, which was I think I'm going to say it was the most fun shooting I've ever had in my life. I actually stayed on I stayed on the ship uh, while we were shooting there, and it was like being on a cruise. Totally. And, you know, the, it was so much fun to shoot there and, you know, all the history, obviously. And the show itself was such a finely engineered show. It was it was it was written 
and this is not just the two hour ones, this is the whole show in general. It was written to be so that the time that you had to shoot the show was enough time to do it really well. It wasn't overwritten like so many shows that I've worked on have been where you have to take shortcuts and they always end up showing. So, um, so even though this was, this was definitely a huge episode, but you know, given that we had 14 days to schedule it, uh, it all worked great. A lot of moving parts. Fight the scene scariest, in the scariest, the, scariest, <laughs> the scariest part was that at that time, I don't know if it's still there, but at that time, right next to the Queen Mary, they had a bungee jumping thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> at one point we were getting ready to, I was setting up a, a scene and I looked to my right and Ian Ziering was <laughs> off, you know, bungee jumping. The music say a call was made. And then I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Nick, let me ask you, uh, and Larry, I know you've got a lot of things to say. I saw somebody ask this real quick before. Lily is uh, doing some family things today, so she couldn't join us uh, just to clarify that. Uh, Nick, how did this 90210 thing come into your universe? How did you Christian? Uh, do you remember all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I just my agent uh, got me the audition, you know, and I, I went in and, uh, auditions, um, on the, uh, the main lot where, you know, they shot all the episodes and, um, and then I can't remember. I think I then went to, you know, I'd callbacks and went over to the, uh, the spelling building over, uh, mid mid city there. And, you know, went into the uh, famous, uh, the room, the giant room with the giant couch. And, uh, you know, with everybody hanging out waiting for you and pretty intimidating uh, space uh, that everybody uh, once, you know, can't never forgets once you've been there. And, uh, yeah, so I, I managed to, uh, you know, uh, get the part, uh, you know, uh, audition for uh, Aaron and uh I think uh, I, was, I was there. Uh, even Michael was there. Do you remember being there, Michael? No, Larry. Oh, oh, I was definitely there. Yeah, yeah, I did all the yeah. things for the show. Yeah, because yeah. when you know, especially when well, I was producing the show then, but when you wrote an episode, you always did the casting. Right. Um, I wanted to just start just for a second because I, I, I was remiss in something. And I just wanted to straighten it out. I wanted to dedicate the show to someone who would be here, but he's not here. And that's Steve Wasserman, who was a national warrior for many years, as we know. And uh, I wrote this with him. We had a lot of fun doing it. And, and before we even go to the Queen Mary, I want to tell you the other the other choices we had because we wanted to make this a big show. And you know, we had plotted in the whole thing with with the prince so we could pull off a big birthday party. But we didn't know where we were going to have this birthday party. So we went down to San Diego. We went to the Coronado Hotel. It just seemed kind of ordinary. But and then they, location, they convinced, yeah, cool, cool location. It's fantastic, you know. I mean, the what is that? The stunt man is one of the great movies there, yeah. shot in the roof there. Mm-hmm. So we thought about it, but it just didn't inspire anything. And then, you know, we had some kind of deal, you know, how when you go to these locations, or sometimes they give you stuff. We anyway, we were going to go to the wild animal park for the uh, the rip, the roar and snore, an overnight, like Steve would have a park. Michael, you're so lucky we didn't have this. <laughs> they really were pushing this. You know, they wanted to publicity, publicity for the for the roaring snore. And, uh, and Steve and I just couldn't get into that roaring snore. And then I think Paul Wagner said, well, let's just try for the Queen Mary. And then 
you know, he liked it because it was close. It was sort of close. And and then we went there. And like Michael said, the only my regret is I really couldn't work in a lot of the history of the ship. But I did work in history for, for the prince, which was good. But I mean, the <laughs> ship. Yeah. Once we saw that, we said, oh, yeah, this is a prince throws a party on the Queen Mary. And then, you know, and then, you know, if the thing came to place that, you know, the Goo Goo Dolls manager called me up. Uh, they wanted to showcase on the show, and it was like great, you know. On that note about the Google Dolls, and I've got some little video clips. There's no audio to them, but um, when you, when you were because we cannot do that ever, no audio. Uh, when you when you got the call, you got the call for the Google Dolls, or yeah. what were your options? Well, we we you know we put out that we really want to have uh, you know we really want to have a big act there, and so probably went to a couple of the the big management companies, and uh, you know not a lot of them really cared about it very much. So, uh, and then, but the Google manager did, you know, and, and you know, they were really hot then. And uh, we, you know, they really rock. I mean, geez. I mean, this is the record. Mm-hmm. This is the Google Dolls, like, yeah. epic record. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I know. I'm curious, uh, Michael, was that fun? Sort of, And I know we kind of shifted here to the Google Dolls. There's a lot to cover, <laughs> but we're here. So let's stick. Sorry. Um, uh, no, no, that's cool. Michael, was that fun directing the Google Dolls? Did you? Oh, have- yeah, absolutely. What was that? They, they were great. Um, you know, they were great fun. Uh, I actually played in a in a band in high school, so I am a little bit of a musician. And um, you know, it was just great. It's always fun doing the videos. Anyway, we often did them on that show. I think we had baby. There was a season finale that I did. I think the season before that had Babyface. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season uh, four. There were quite a few bands that were on the show, so that was always a lot of fun shooting. What were those guys like to to direct? Was Johnny and those guys pretty cool, or did they? Oh yeah, divas yeah, in any way or no? No, they were really great, and they were pretty big at that point, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had some huge yeah. hits, and uh, no, they were super fun, and they they really were into it. And of course, the extras. You know, I think we had two hundred and fifty extras there. Right. And they, you know, showed up at work that to work that day for their whatever they made, not realizing that they were going to hear the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Curious to know about this. Did, were, was, is the Goo Goo Dolls playing, or is it a track that they're all just kind no, of? Yeah, they played to it. You have to do. Uh, it has to be a pre-recorded track that they sync to. Yeah, uh, and then we give them what's called earwigs so that they can hear, you know, what they're playing to. Yeah, I don't think I, mean, I always I always encourage them to actually sing and play anyway because yeah. otherwise it looks fake. Yeah. So I said even right. if it sounds horrible, just do it and go for it and act as if it sounds great. Um, and then it looks real because then their vocal, you know, just little things that you can see when they're doing it for real. Good yeah. job, Michael. It looked real. <laughs> I love that first song that they did too. I don't know the name of it. I'm not yeah, it's just it. great. I mean, uh, Nick, let me ask you for you. You come into this yeah, a long way down, long way down is the song. That's it, long way yeah. down. Uh, so good. I'm going to pop it on in a little bit, Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get into this 90210 world, a couple yeah. of questions. First, uh, what is what is it like joining that group of the cast? They're all right. probably tight together and. You know, here you come on to this thing. We, we ask that question to a lot of people, and sometimes yeah. the experience is great and whatnot. What is it like for you? Yeah, I mean, whenever you come on to a, a new set that's already been, like, established, you know, for years or whatever, it's always intimidating because they all already have this whole, you know, uh, camaraderie and, 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 and familiarity. So it's... Um, so, yeah, so it takes a little bit of getting used to it, but I got to say that everybody... 
uh, in the cast was super friendly and uh, warm and and real. You know, there was no attitude there. Everybody was mm -hmm. good moods and and real sweet and nice. And uh, yeah, so they made me you know feel at home pretty quickly, uh, comfortable. You know, That's it did cool. take me a couple episodes maybe to you know because uh, I was still kind of dipping my toes in the water of the whole, you know, this is my biggest job to date, you know, at that time. Mm. Uh, so I was, you know, feeling everything out uh, just on a personal, you know, acting level as well. But yeah, uh, yeah they definitely were, were, were great, welcoming, and uh, it was good. And what about that experience of seeing the Google Dolls that we were just talking about? What was that? Yeah, I mean, that was cool. You know, you never forget that uh, the, that one song. And, you know, whenever you hear it come up on the radio, you get like a nice warm, fuzzy feeling. <laughs> it floods back all those memories, you know. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's nothing but, uh, you know, fond, uh, fond memories of that whole thing. Now, Larry, there's a lot of moving parts here. So talk to me about the writing process of this episode um what did you know was important you know what did you want to hit what were the what were the things that were like shit we got a lot to do here and you know talk, walk me through some of that it's a lot to do because so you, you're doing a couple of things you got to end the season with a, a bang and you got to set it up for the following year all the things that are happening so i think in this episode brandon's gonna get dumped right uh <laughs> Don and David are going to get back together. We know this right. is, this is, again, this is in the overall thing in the back of our head. We don't know how we're going to get to these points. We know Brandon's going to get dumped because we're not bringing the gal back. Right. We know David and Don are, we want them to get back together. We've waited long enough because they're the long game for us always that we, they're eventually going to get married. We know way down the line when we're all dead and gone. Um, <laughs> from the show, I mean, from the show. I know. It's happened all too fast for some. Um, and and uh, we're going to get rid of, Colin Robbins, and um, what else is uh, happening here? You know, and and, and also we're going to rebond Steve and Claire. We're going to double down on the Steve and Claire, and we need to challenge that relationship. And we bring in Nick playing yeah. Prince Carl. And I just want to say something now because I watched it again, and I didn't really remember partly your performance and hopefully the writing a little bit too. But we did not make the guy an asshole. That's no, what I'm so good about it. It's a very right. difficult choice for her. Very, very difficult because he's so charming. And then at the same time, we're, we're doing a kind of a PG version of the indecent proposal where, you know, someone's going to basically pimp out his wife or a girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. But <laughs> he made it. He, I just really was really impressed with how you played those moments because it easily, and Michael also, obviously, the fantastic uh, hand on that. Uh, but, you know, really the tone of it was so good that it made it really, really real and difficult decision and probably the wrong decision ultimately for, for Claire. I mean, I'm thinking like, no, don't go with Steve. He's got to get ready of the next year. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you at the top of this episode, too, some interesting stuff happens. You start talking about there's a scene where uh, Brandon and Valerie uh, – are talking and Jonesy says he knows where Dylan is, right? Oh, and we're yeah. going to play with this update, this entire update of where uh, where Brenda no. is and all this stuff. I'm curious to know what this scary, thing going on. And you're bringing a lot of people back. We're going to talk about that. But was there a thought to bring back either of them for this particular episode, or why were we? How is this coming to be that you're writing this? 
Well, you know, first of all, this is Steve Sanders' 21st birthday party, so it's going to be big, and we want everyone to celebrate with him because that's Steve. And and so, and I think for people like Sherry and the real fans, we're keeping those other characters alive. We know what they're doing every day. We know that she's in London, but now she's on tour in Scotland, and Dylan now is in her address. So all that stuff we wanted to lay in, but that was only after we were turned down to have them. We asked, we went upstairs oh. to the, the mistress house and said, you know, it's Steve's birthday. Can we at least like shoot a, a happy, you know, we want to get something with, with the Brenda character. And he went, nah, I don't think so, lover. I don't know. And then, you know, and, and Luke wasn't interested. He, he was already off something else. And we, we, we weren't going to go back there at that point with him, but we kept him alive. But yeah. We kept him alive, uh, certainly. And, and that's important because again, that's for the real fans who really understand and wonder mm-hmm. what's Brenda doing in London. Like we felt, you know, and they were real to us, those characters. I mean, we were all in on that stuff. Um, I want to show you, I'm going to follow up on that, but someone's joining us here. Oh, it's months. 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 Yeah. Party. How y'all doing? Nice to yeah. see y'all. You know, I, it was a really restrained months. I watched the the video, you know, the, uh, the show, and months is like, it's the most restrained he is. He's like, he's dressed up nicely at the party, and he doesn't hit on any women. Someone else hits on him. Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I did, I did a little dancing, a little clapping, and the entire episode I was wondering, why am I here right now? Exactly. <laughs> you were a king, brother. We could, afford anyway. it. we could afford it. Yeah. It's a party. Well, I was a, I was surprised there wasn't more months. You know what I mean? I I, I need my heavy a heavy dose of months. Where I'm watching studying another episode and there's a, a lot of months in it. So uh, we'll talk about that next week. But month, uh, Ryan, I do that all the time, calling you months. Sorry. Uh, good. Everybody does. <laughs> um, Ryan, for you, we were just talking about the Google Dolls thing. What was that experience like for you? Maybe talked about a little bit about the Queen Mary and that and that whole thing for, from your end. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like any. Uh, guest that comes on as far as a musical guest is concerned it was always really neat to to meet them before we shot you know the episode um most of them were were great like i mean one of my favorites was the brian setzer orchestra um for sure um but i mean everybody we had the cardigans we had the rolling stones the goo goo (laughs) dolls i mean we had babyface everybody came and did the show um it, as far as the Goo Goo Dolls are concerned, to be honest with you, I liked everybody in the band except for the lead singer. Oh boy, <laughs> he, he was he was just he was just a little like so full of himself that I was just like, I see what kind of guy you are. But thanks for doing the show anyway. You know? <laughs> of course, I didn't say that, but hey, nice to meet you. Um, but all in all, the Goo Goo Dolls were great. Um, it, Every time we had a musical guest, it was just awesome. You know, yeah. we get a little mini concert for free. You know, so so now we have a different opinion, Michael. You said they, they I know. were wonderful. Actually, there was there was more personally the line um, that he says we don't normally do birthday parties. Did you write that one, or did he throw that in? I think he threw that in. Yeah, actually, that moment there, Steve Sanders has a selfie in 1995. Wow, talk about pressure. On that yeah. note, Larry, I notice every time a musical artist comes in, they want to always make it clear. We don't normally do birthday parties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I've noticed every single one kind of lets everybody know that this is like, like we really think that the Google Dolls are coming to your birthday. Like it's not happening, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> 
So uh, I was going to ask months also one more thing again, Ryan. Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> Just call me months. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh, what was the experience like being on that Queen Mary boat for for you? Oh, it was great. You know, um, I've, I've never been on anything quite like it, to be honest with you. You huh. just walk in and you're, you're, it's just jaw drop. You're like, wow, everything is so beautiful. Um, yeah, it was it, it was cool, especially just driving to go to set, you know, basically driving up to that thing. You're like, oh, wow, this is where I get to spend the day. Really cool. You know? Yeah. 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 Very cool, man. Um, yeah, we, we actually built uh, so a lot of not a lot, but some of the things we did were sets, like the stateroom. That those were all sets, and then the lobby, the actual Queen Mary lobby is pretty small. So we actually built the lobby that we shot at the uh, studio. Oh, okay. So some stuff is is on a studio, right? Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, my 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 other thing here, and this is probably for Nick. Obviously, we're going to talk about somebody who is a big part of this episode, and I, you know, I knew this was coming this week. But uh, <laughs> update, update, update. Um, tell me. No, I mean it. You've been a really great friend. Look. No, I mean it. Tell me about working with Kathleen Robertson, uh, Claire yeah. Arna. Right. No, she was, uh, she was great again. I mean, listen, she, she was fun to work with and, uh, it was, I was, uh, happy that I got to, uh, rewatching the episode last night. Uh, I was, I was really happy that I got a chance to, uh, to work with her and, uh, and also, I got to kiss her, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> right, Thank she you. was Thank great. You, I, you know, um, I, I, you know, she's she's a great actress, and um, you know, Steve, uh, Ian was was also great to work with. Um, they, you know, they both when they made me feel real comfortable, and they were just easy to work off of. So, I mean, you um, had a lot of yeah. work with her. I mean, for for mm -hmm. this particular stuff, um, you know. Uh, we we had uh, Viceless on a few what a couple of weeks ago, and he was just talk, told a great story about how welcoming she was to him as a guest star. Did you find that she did some of that as with you guys as well, or uh, no? <laughs> yeah, are you, are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She was great. I mean, listen again. Like you know, Tori went out of her way to like you know talk to me mm. and Jenny Garth and. Mm. Uh, and um, of course, you know, I was we worked together a lot, Kathleen and I, and, you know, over the weeks, uh, I think five, we did five episodes together. So um, she was nothing but real sweet and um, got to know each other a little bit. But uh, and then Steve, I mean, Ian is always uh, clowning around, you know, his personality mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of fun to be around, and a lot of fun to work with and, uh, you know, makes everything easy. And yeah, it was great. So very cool. Uh, Larry, on that note, this is the time of the show where we'll talk about if anyone's heard from Kathleen, because we have a question <laughs> to get Kathleen Robertson on the show. We have not heard from Kathleen, but we have heard from somebody that is close to Kathleen, and they are going to reach out to Kathleen for us. So that's where we are with that. But so it's possible. 
It's very. I popular. think it's possible. I, I, you know, I have a good feeling because we had to differentiate that this was not kind of like a fanzine. We don't want to know about her personal life and right. she's kissing or whatever. This is a serious discussion of the show and a look back and a chance to give her some uh, some love for the fantastic job she did in the show. And yeah, you know, we have such great guests anyway. So I mean, it's everyone's doing the show. It's a it's the thirtieth anniversary coming up in October. Right, which I found that's that going to be a big deal. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of really cool guests coming on, and I hope that she will. Listen, I said she's my TV crush, but the, the reality of it is she's such a extremely talented actor. You know what I mean? And uh, being able to talk with her about the work that she did in the early stages of her career would be absolutely phenomenal. She's doing a lot of awesome things right now. So yeah. it would be cool to talk about that and this. So uh, so that's the update on on Kathleen. It's getting closer. I have a good feeling. I, I do, I mean, too. I, yeah. We've made some progress this week. Yes, big big progress. Sherry, did you? She's, hiding. She's in Canada, though the borders close, unfortunately. <laughs> is that is true? Uh, Sherry, do you have any questions yes. that you'd like to throw into the mix here? I do, yes, but I just want to touch on some things that have been said already. Cool. Larry, I love your dedication to Steve um, coming right now in particular because it was the anniversary of his passing just a few days ago, and just. Yes, Jessica posted about that on Facebook. So um, it's very bittersweet timing to have this episode. Um, and your tribute is lovely. Um, months, <laughs> Ryan, you know, it was funny rewatching the episode and realizing that you didn't actually have any lines in the episode. You just got nope. to The only knowledge I had. <laughs> Was the uh, was the strip club? I knew where it was at. You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a peeler bar up the road. Yeah, but it yeah. made sense that Steve would have his keg brothers, or at least the most recognizable keg brother there. Um, I did not know that you guys had tried to get you know Luke and Shannon to do cameos in oh, yeah. Luke's situation. Granted, you know, this is only the end of season six, and he had just left earlier in season six. So right. I would understand it from his viewpoint if he wasn't, you know, ready to return in some way. But I think what you did was a very creative workaround. Um, but you did get some awesome throwbacks because you had Gabrielle come, and Gabby actually got to play a pivotal role in the episode. And then you had Carol and James film their cameo. Um and just even that video sequence, that montage for Ian and getting to have yeah. Ian's own childhood photos yeah. Yeah. in that video, just to add to the authenticity is, is amazing. Um, and then going over to Nick, um, yeah, in some ways you would say that Claire did make the wrong choice um, because right. of the way that relationship fell apart the next season. But then there's there's this maybe there's this alternative universe that once she goes to Paris, I do wonder about that, Larry. We, we you re reunite. I'm there. With I'm this, there with, with that. I like that. I, yeah, you know, Larry, let's, let's ask Larry here. What happened with uh, Claire and Carl in the future? Do you have a thought on that? On what may or may not happened? Look, I think we set in this episode we set some really good things up. I mean, they're you know their their parents, their mothers wanted them together. I mean, it's a you know so it always is plenty of time for that to work itself out. Why not? You know, yeah. right after she graduates college and she ends up in Europe, I would not be surprised. He is going to send a plane for. He's going to send her back. What was the country, Nick? Do you remember? <laughs> Montenegro. <laughs> 
What's it's the like, name of it? Somebody, yeah. please. What's the name yeah. of it? You can't Mont- pronounce it. Montreux or something like Mont- that, right? <laughs> right. You got it. You got it. Yeah. That was so it was like, you know, yeah. Again, we didn't want to make it Middle Eastern. You know, we're looking for like kind of a Luxembourgy kind of a thing, you know, <laughs> like Grand Fenwick or something like that. Zara Brown, Claire and Prince were meant to be. Why didn't you ship them both? They they had better mm-hmm. chemistry. So they, thank you very mm-hmm. Zara again for <laughs> adding to that. Yeah. We were not ready to give up on we were not going to release uh right they were arnold so we had we thought we had you know we, we really liked her we admired her work yeah. tremendously and she got in really well with the other gals which is you know it's, i'm glad to hear that everyone was nice to you because i'm kind of surprised sometimes <laughs> but they're not but it's good it's good you know we'll, we'll, yeah. say, we'll keep that it was the end of the season so there was a rap right. party right we, Michael, we, rap, we yeah. had a big rap yeah. party for the season we, yeah, you know, it was the end of the season, so right. there was a wrap right. party on the Queen Mary too, which I do yeah. remember very well. So, oh, so that's happy. why everyone was happy because yeah. they were already leaving. You know, work was over. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do want to. I do have some questions about some of the other storylines in the episode, but just going to Nick for a second. Do yeah. you credit um, your experience here and being in front of Aaron for getting you on to Sunset Beach and kind of setting up the next phase of your career? Yeah, that definitely uh, helped, uh, without a doubt. I mean, um, so uh, so Sunset Beach was a spelling production along with uh, mm-hmm. a couple with NBC. So I had done a, a screen test uh, back in New York for Another World. And mm-hmm. so um, between Aaron uh, being on the show, you know, uh, you know uh, Aaron putting me on the 90210, and then um, – and then the uh, screen test from another world at NBC had that screen test. So they used those two kind of things to, to, you know, hire me for uh, sunset beach. Yeah. Amazing. So I didn't even have to uh, audition for sunset beach. They just, uh, wow. they yeah, it was unfortunate. They just offered Lucky. me the job. <laughs> Larry, I want to circle yeah. back. I want to circle back on this, <laughs> this video sequence that uh, Shari mentioned. Uh, we're seeing all the, you're, they're in the party and we're seeing all these, Video. Uh, she said, "Jim and Cindy's in this thing. Uh, Steve's brothers are in this thing. I'm surprised Steve's brothers didn't come to the party. Um, I'm curious to know. Only one day work. <laughs> only gonna pay him one day work. I uh, know. Look, I mean, again, it, it was gonna be a big show. I mean, Steve and I wanted a big show here, and and we wanted to celebrate Steve. So it was a chance to. First of all, we always felt bad about you know having to lose." Cindy and, and and Jim. So it's a way to kind of get them, you know, some some work and also to you know contribute the part of the universe again, keep things going for the fans. I think we have Ellen, the transvestites in the show, in, in that montage, right? And then we have the two uh, monkey children, uh, Randy Spelling, yeah, that right. was, yeah. <laughs> and and the other the other kid, uh, his name is Austin something I can't remember, but they're they're pretty good. They're cute and they're in it and. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, we wanted to warm it up. And then we, we also wanted to lead in the fact we wanted to give Andrea a good entrance because we yeah, actually right. were bringing her back. And she's much beloved and, you know, deserved every bit of it. So A couple of questions on that. So did you pitch all of those at the same time that you're pitching Brenda too? Or no, that- I just kind of didn't have to. No, that was that was not a pitch to the old man. We just kind of we just did that, and people followed along. You know, that was not a, that was, we didn't. You know, everyone. Uh, yeah, it was just. You know, they were just day players, basically. I mean, Got you. Now right. for Andrea, though, and now she comes back and she does this. She's amazing in this. Is there any conversations with everybody like, "Wow, it's good to see you." Like. Maybe we'll do something next year. We should get you back. Is there any kind of thoughts on like getting her oh, back in the cold? No. 
no, no, I, I, I'm very bad at that. I, I believe in the show like this, a baby is a show killer. Oh. It's sad to say some things just kill a show. And a baby <clears throat> is one of them. And not that there's anything wrong with it. Cause you know, we all have children, but just, we just, there was just nowhere to go with that. Really. That was for Melrose or for a different kind of show. It was not sure. for, mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, it was just, it wasn't going to work. And, you know, and again, well, we'll get into that another time. When we have Gabrielle here. Sure. You know, she, yeah. she was a, you know, she, and we, and we did, we did pretty good by her. Look, you know, we, we, we got to gave her a great pregnancy thing and, and you would bring her back for significant things, and this is one of those, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. part of, again the part of the universe, the fan universe. You know, we yeah. want to right. keep that alive and, and give people who've paid their their get their equity, you know, for watching all those episodes. You know, I mean, that's that was yeah. what really motivated us in a lot of ways. We knew people knew the show better than us. We better pay attention. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. This other person here, I want to ask about. You mentioned that uh, she was going to leave. Um, and you know, we, I know <laughs> she is so good in this series, Susan Keats. I've always preferred Brandon with Susan Keats. Um, I'm curious about your experience working with her and this decision not to bring her back and, uh, what kind of thoughts you guys had on writing that character out of the show? Well, Three look, I mean, this was a real different relationship for Brandon. This is almost like a professional grown up relationship. There's a mm-hmm. woman who is as ambitious as he is. And in fact, more so. And again, in the long run of the series, we knew he was going to end up with Kelly Taylor because that's going to be season seven. So she basically is serving the show here the same way, you know, it just, it happens. That's what you, you, you she, she had a shelf life. Now it could have broken apart and become something else like Kathleen did. Kathleen had, you know, limited episodes also. Um, but uh I think this this relationship is pretty good. I mean, you know, Michael got to work with her clo- closely, so I, I want to hear what he has to say with it. But yeah. to me, it's really challenging for Jason personally because this girl is theoretically his dream girl. She's as smart as him, Brandon, as committed right. as him, Brandon. and driven as him. And they're like, a, you know, it's and we we tried to write this, and you know, because we're old people, like uh, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, you know, kind of like the death set thing. The two of them working together to equals. Yeah, and uh, in this episode, she totally screws him. It's just so fantastic. Yeah, Michael, what was she like to work with? I mean, you 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 were with it close. Well, you know, she was uh, really good to work. I mean, really good to work with. And the fun thing about it was, I think she challenged. I think her character challenged Jason's character, and she mm-hmm. also challenged Jason. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of an interesting relationship, more so than. You know, I mean, the others all were so used to working together. And so I think when she came along, because she was not that different from the character that she played. Mm. So, you know, a very strong woman, had opinions, uh, very professional. And um, I think, like I said, she challenged Jason as an actor to be his best self. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very cool. That's very I mean, their cool. scenes play really well. It's strong. Yeah. I mean, she, oh, yeah. she really gets under Jason's skin. I mean, I, I like seeing that. Yeah, I actually I remember during prep that we talked about the whole Spencer, you know, Spencer Tracy, Captain Hepburn thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I that. thought maybe she should have went to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, he should have went to Washington D.C. with her. Right. Yeah. Well, well you the know, funny thing is, is 
when Jason yes, or leaves in, in season nine, Brandon is going to DC to take a job yeah. at the Washington Bureau of the New York Chronicle. So maybe, maybe they're back back off, but you never know. In hindsight, what's amazing in this episode with that storyline in particular is that there's a really great Hillary Clinton joke when oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they say uh, Brandon Quip says the home of the president and her husband. Oh, and yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, this is yeah. 1996 in Bill's second term, and yeah. Hillary is finding her own. And little did we know how many years later it actually could have been that. Well, there's always that thing about The Simpsons predicting the future. Larry, are you accessing whatever? <laughs> well, the, the I, you know, I, went school, I went to school with Bill Clinton. He's a friend of mine, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, that's pretty cool. I, I missed that. But, you know, thinking about Jason in this episode particularly, there's a lot of improv between uh, Ian and Jason. And I just, there's one at the beginning of the show that just cracked me up, which is, uh, I think it's in Susan Keats's uh, newsroom. And the guy says, hey, did you hear that? Every Greek in the thing is going to be down at this party. And, and they're walking out, and it's just a throwaway. Michael leaves it in. He, he encourages it, probably. And Jason goes, Greeks? What? No Italians? Yeah. No, uh, no, <laughs> so, so, no, no Fallopians. No Fallopians. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a little bit subversive there, you know? It got, it got past the censors. I, I don't even remember. I can't take credit for it. Do you remember this, Michael? I do. I do. Yeah. Actually, you know, it's funny because most of the time, you know, I'm a, I have amazing respect for writers. And um, because I always think at least I get something to start with and they get nothing to start with. So, um, and I'm normally, do, I think actors, for the most part, with all due respect to the two actors who are on these other two screens, uh, <laughs> you know, the ad libs, to me, when I'm watching a show, I can usually tell when it's an ad lib, because mm -hmm. it just bumps me a little bit. But these guys were, right, they were really great. And until you said this just now, I thought those were some good lines that Larry wrote. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had their bromance. Oh, yeah. so, there's a bunch of them in this one, too. For some reason, Jason was fixated. Every time Brenda was mentioned that living in London, Jason would always add, and the outlining areas. And the outlining we kept it in. Yeah. Not getting part of the charm of it. Yeah, yeah. That's funny man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, also the you know the bar fight. Well, we should get to the part two, but the bar fight. There's lots of improv lines in there too. With well, yeah. with Holly Shore. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, let's hold on that. But I want to ask you another person that's leaving at this point is, and he's li literally oh, running away. Yeah. Is uh, Colin? He's now, a very good runner. <laughs> uh, you brought Colin in. Obviously, was this another thing for the season only? And did you know Colin would leave at the end of this season as well? Same question about Susan. Yes, I mean he was hired for you know the episodes of that season, so he had obviously an option to pick him up, but there was really nowhere to go with him. I mean, so right. basically, you know, we we sent him on a high speed chase. It was very precious of us. That's the biggest thing in LA. High speed chases for the news. That was the sweeps episode, of course. So we, we kind of doubled down on the break. On, on it was like a sweeps episode where the news has you know car chases, and we had a car chase. So it was really good. And uh, then you know uh, it's pretty good action there, Michael. Nice job there. Uh, you know, in our limited way to be able to do things like this, it looks pretty credible. You know, yeah, and, and, and Jason Wilds is a good runner. <laughs> As are Jason Priestley and, and I. I mean, they are. Good. Yeah. How about that? That thing in the in the inside of the warehouse where Jason loses oh, yeah. balance. And all I had forgotten about that. Is I mean, that Jason or is that a stunt double? 
that well the the, the big the wide shot from below is a double but he actually did it we, we you know we harnessed him in so he wouldn't fall and he did yeah. the little fall there and wow. he was actually hanging on he played um, a really cool, very casual. You know, I mean, that was, <laughs> I mean, we made it look like everyone was involved with the capture of Colin. It was like it kind of worked. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I worked on police shows. I couldn't pull that off. I mean, that's right. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I was thinking they should have gone to work for the FBI, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy we didn't bring back. We liked the guy who played with Valerie, the uh, the gentleman. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name, John. I think. Yeah, yeah but Rich, it never really came up that he was going to bring him back, but we kind of liked it. Well, but I mean, there is sort of like an indication that he's sticking around for the summer. At the yeah, we, we, were, we were leaving an option open, but I think we were yeah. we were convinced we wanted to go her to go into a married man next. You know, we were plotting her demise, basically. <laughs> Taking her down, 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 the worst we can do. It's like a heel in wrestling. <laughs> for the horrific world of Hollywood, um, do you tell this actor we think we're going to bring? We're, we're thinking that the character is probably going to come back for season seven. Has he got this hope that this might be happening? Or I mean, Nick knows this. I mean, every yeah, every you know yeah. I mean, it's just when you're yeah, you look. Uh, I think you 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 do that if you're really trying to make sure you're going to close the deal with the guy. You're saying that this part can come back, but I, right. I don't think uh, in this case. I think he was just casting, you know, and yeah. we like yeah. the guy, and he had a nice. Easy way. I don't know if he had a career or not, but uh, you know, it worked well for the episode with Valerie. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, no, it was it was uh, definitely served the purpose of uh, <laughs> of this particular storyline for 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 sure. Um, okay, let's talk about that. Well, Mike, I wanted to ask Michael about the chase scene when you get this script right and you see, oh, it's in a fun little birthday party. Wait, what? There's a chase scene. <laughs> chase and there's a fight, a bar fight, and a polo game. <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls, Polo Game. Right. Uh, walk me through good. how you kind of plot all of this stuff in your head. Or, you know, how do you do that as a director? And also, after, after I reawaken from passing out, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, it, it, I'm not, it's not, I mean, I'm going to say it's easy, but obviously it's not easy. But it's just, it's great when you get a script like this, you know, my head just starts getting all the images and I just start figuring out. And I know, like I said before, the show was really the, the crew on that show from the producers down was just top notch. And they really, everyone had their act together. And I knew that we would figure out how to get it done. <laughs> so then basically all I have to do is sort of play, which was just great. I mean, when I looked at all these, and as I said, it was a 14 day schedule. So it's funny because I, I stay, we shot our three days, like, I think it was a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and then we, on the Queen Mary. And then we shot the following week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I stayed on the Queen Mary on the on the nights between those days because I lived in the Hollywood Hills. So I thought, oh, we're going to be working so many yeah. hours to get all this done. And I don't want to have to drive another hour in and out. We ended up wrapping early all every day on the Queen Mary. We wrapped early. Mm. And, uh so it was it was great because you know we we'd wrap and then we'd go you know go to the one of the outdoor lounges have a drink and <laughs> appetizers it was fantastic <laughs> but the reason we wrapped early is because no one had, and a lot of times when you're shooting something you lose people you know the cast wanders off and then by the time you find them but no one went anywhere because we were all <laughs> <in the boat. laughs> where are they gonna go <laughs> chase says the steve brandon colin chase is my favorite part of the episode so yeah. that's great um yeah. 
Do you remember that from the director's standpoint, Michael? We talked a little bit about it. Do you remember directing those those yep. guys? Yep. Yeah, we shot. That was one sort of big day. We did the bar and the chase scene in the warehouse uh, in San Pedro. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, which is the real yeah. thing. The real thing. Yeah, we shot it real. Oh, you know what? No, I think the actually now that I'm thinking about, it, I think the, the interior of the bar was on set, was on stage. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that I'm makes pretty sense. sure we built that on stage. That does. That's impressive. Uh, into yeah. the bar now. Let's talk about that. We do, as Sherry mentioned, we see Pauly Shore uh, at the bar. Larry, how does Pauly Shore? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I what that. happened there. Okay, we, you know, it's, again, Steve Watchman and I were having a lot of fun. We really had, and, and Steve, uh, again, you know, it was a very tough year for him because him and Jessica. As everyone knows, they stopped being a writing couple at that point. They were they were separated. So this was another strain on thirty two hours a year. But Steve and I are having fun with this, and Tiffany, we found out, was going out with Holy Shore. They had met at uh, yeah. on the movie. What was it? Down on the farm or something, or mm -hmm. some kind of a farm thing. She goes, or yeah. he comes and visits a farm or something. And yeah. so that was her boyfriend. So we said, hey. We wanted to, we we knew we wanted to do something ridiculous on Steve's party, which was going to end him up in jail. That right. much we knew. We gotta, you know, it's your birthday party; you're going to end up in jail. And also, <laughs> him and Brandon. Brandon gets dumped, and Steve, you know, screws it up with with Claire. He gives he gives his his girlfriend over to the prince. He paid. <laughs> so we knew they were both going to be bummed out in the bar, and we figured we're going to do a bar fight. So then we said, well, what if we like Paulie Shore do it? And and we and we called up, and and it was all right with Tiffany and his age. His management said, "Great," and he's, he cracks me up. There he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, audio, <laughs> video clip. Yeah, sorry. Oh man, it just, uh, if you watch that thing, I just so it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's so ridiculous. And I think Steve, and again, Steve Improv's line there was, "I don't know whether to pick you up and thank the Academy." Or <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I did not write that. I Steve did not write that. But uh, <laughs> no, so they were really on their game in that bar fight. And of course, that was the way again to get them in the Colin chase because, of course, that's where the bar where Colin was, and it was all you know. Again, we were. We were, you know, being good writers. That we were, every scene was was doing a lot of work. It wasn't just doing one storyline. We had a couple of storylines going there, and that kind of led to the chase, which you know, uh, which were there. But uh, the bar fight's good. I like the casting of the the mean guy who, who picks <laughs> Right, right. Do you remember this guy? I mean, there was some good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But Liz says that uh, she just can't see Tiffany and Pauly Shore together. <laughs> and now that's, that's sort of gotten everybody in the room talking about that. Yeah. Lori says, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a, a mismatch. Maybe. I don't think it was a yeah. long range thing, but you know what? It served the purpose of the show, so I appreciated it. What is it yeah. about you, Larry, that you like to bring um, the boyfriends of and girlfriends of actors? I, don't know. <laughs> I, I yeah, you know, just because they're you know you can get through them easy, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's always a mistake because they don't last very long, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Nick, probably yeah. I'm sure. Nick, are you a married man, by the way? Or? No, I'm not. No. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's always uh, it's always tough stuff on sets, though. It's, you know, especially when your girlfriend or your guy friend is, is having romantic scenes with the other cast members, which of course is driving right. you crazy. Right. Do you remember developing Nick's character, the the prince, the prince character, and whatnot? And what was that process like for you? And yeah. You know. Well, again, you know we. We were going to weave this tale working through Claire Arnold's 
mother, her dead mother. You know, we're kind of really trying to do a touchstone psychological point on her. And so we're just working backwards. We're kind of uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, and then the father, you know, she's got her father who she adores. And, and it would seem quite possible that he would be internationally, he would be around and you, know, you could have this relationship. And we just kind of felt... Um, we needed someone to throw the party for Steve and so you could have rich people. And we just said a prince, you know, as long as he was going to be from like the Luxembourg thing, we thought we could make that work, you know? Mm. And I, like I said, the thing that I find really great is that we didn't really make him a cartoon. We didn't really make him an asshole or arrogant. He's just a great guy, really. And it's also a credit to how Nick played him, you know, because yeah. and Michael directed him. the wrong and right. The wrong actor could have totally played that totally differently and gotten that uh, all wrong. Uh, Nick, do you remember the, coming up with this character and how you wanted to do this and develop it? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think back because, you know, I, it was, I thought, um, while I was like trying to figure out how to play it, and I'm sure, you know, Larry or some of the directors, Michael maybe, and, you know, prior had those other episodes too, so maybe uh, they steered me in the right direction and, um but I thought, you know what, I couldn't go play this guy like a jerk. And, and uh, you know, and that was, and I thought, well, it's not really written like that, though. So let me kind of just uh, try to do it, you know, like how I feel like uh, it's written. And, and so, it, you know, uh, I guess it worked out all right, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, but there was a, a, some tendencies to, you know, maybe make him a little bit more aggressive or uh, a little bit more kind of, uh, um you know, just, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, like a, more of a fighting guy or something. But, um, yeah, I just kind of decided to play it to a little bit more kind of low-key and, you know. Yeah. He'd be a good monarch today. He'd be a good, good ruler of the country today. I'd like to yeah. stay <laughs> on the throne right now. That, yeah. Michael, <laughs> I'm curious, Michael, do you remember directing Nick? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. No, and I remember yeah. I love I mean he had already been in a few episodes, so the character was already set, but I was so happy that you know it didn't turn out to be this sort of stereotypical rich kid prince, you know, who thought he had the world by the coyotes. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was great that he played it sort of against what you'd expect. He was just he was a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And also I love I love Val Marin's excited that you're single. She's asking. <laughs> you know, Michael, I remember working with you, and uh, you, you know, you had a good bond with every all the because uh, you must have directed a bunch of bunch mm -hmm. of episodes, and you so you had yeah. a great bond with the whole cast and everybody. So you you know everybody's like enjoyed working with you, and you guys all had the back and forth you know banter, and so it was a lot <laughs> of fun, uh, you know, uh, working with you. I want, I want I just remember something I wanted to mention because there's also a storyline in here out of left field. <laughs> Nat's <laughs> girlfriend oh gets great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I got to tell you, uh, first of all, Julie Parrish was a friend of mine. She's El Jude, mm -hmm. the girl who plays Joan. Julie Parrish was an Elvis girl. Okay. She was something else. She's a friend of mine. She died way too young. Uh, there she is. Oh, there. Yeah. And, uh, she was perfect for Nat. I really thought they worked out well together. Yeah. I, I don't know how we thought we could believe this storyline, but for some reason, <laughs> I, I, was, I was surprised by when I saw him. Who did that? I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten that. 
Okay. I had totally you know, I, like I said, I love Julie so much, and, and she's such a dear girl. If you, yeah, watch Elvis, uh, I think, Love and Hawaiian Style, I wonder if she plays his girlfriend, you know. She was fantastic. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know. Where did that uh, come from, Larry? Is that uh, a, I, I don't know. Desperation or something. We had to have something. <laughs> it was getting late. It was, we had to get the pages to Michael. I don't remember. Tell <laughs> me out here. Did you, uh, what did you think of that? Did um, that play for you? Well, I think the first, you have to start at the beginning of the season and you have Joey become a service regular or at least in the opening credits. So this is sure. the first season where he's in the opening credits, That's which. Right. Lens reasoning to give him more of a storyline that's kind of independent from the characters as opposed to him serving the other characters. And so the, I guess the culmination of that is the relationship with Joni progressing over the season. And then it's, yes, it, even with that, it is obviously left field to think that um, a couple of their age is, is going to have a baby. But then we, you know, we, we see it play out in season seven, you know, she, yeah. they, uh, she goes into labor she goes into labor when at the wedding that they're supposed to have. Um, so that's really interesting. And um, just in my research for this episode, I had not even realized that Julia had passed. And, mm -hmm. and I saw that she did pass back in 2003. I mean, I was really sad to see that. Um, another observation about, well, I have a couple questions about other storylines. We'll just chase line oh. there. The condom joke is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's very. Uh, how, how long have you been keeping that in your wallet? <laughs> it's just—it's genius. Um, but yeah, another was, thing I mean, that, that, was our, that, that was that was our, our, the only thing we could think of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's interesting that this season is actually kind of bookended by birthdays. In the two-hour premiere, you have Kelly's birthday. And now we're at the two-hour finale, and you have Steve's, Steve's birthday. birthday. And it's the only season where that happens. So that's really interesting. Um, but going back to Colin for a second, um, kind of a, a two-part question there is the culmination of his storyline. Um, but did you know in the beginning when you introduced him in the premiere that where his character was going to go, that it was going to go south? And then this second part that's kind of related um, it's not so. I understand that you partially the reason you need to get rid of Susan is to set up Brandon and Kelly for season seven. But if you're Kelly, if you don't find out that Dylan is back with Brenda in London, do you come on to Brandon? Would she have gone that route anyway? Mm. A lot of good questions there, Larry. That's all you. That's your yeah. Well, <laughs> the column, like I said, I, I think you know. Sometimes just we, we he wasn't going to go the distance. There was we you know we were using him as the bad boy and we just burned him right the hell out. I mean, so there was nowhere <laughs> for him to go. We we had already learned our lesson with the you know with Ray Pruitt one T. Um, so <laughs> we you know we just were basically uh, not exploiting him. We're just giving him good stuff. We, you know we're going to use him to you know really you know spark a lot of the action and also the, there's some terrific um, Val Kelly stuff in this episode too. Oh, really sharp <laughs> stuff. Uh, between them. And again, for Kelly, this episode, I mean, this season has been a terrible year, but she's made nothing but mistakes. And so it's really, uh, it's like a bittersweet, you know, Steve's birthday party is a little bit bittersweet for her. So in, in, in a way, it, it's great. But we also have the other guy we should mention, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he plays Eric Budman. Oh, right. Yeah. An old friend of mine from Toronto, um, who hits on 
every woman in the cast, which is kind of so, <laughs> so good. So, it keeps everybody going. But uh, you. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a buddy of yours, Larry. No, well, it's just the name, but yes, oh, but kind you. of, but kind of. <laughs> no he invented root shoes, you know, roots. Anyway, um, that Michael, hello. Um, what was the second part of that question? Was there important? I know. <laughs> well, was, did you know in the beginning where the, the direction with Colin was going to go? Yeah. And, yes, then, I mean, and then the and question then, was about Dylan and, um, and Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Motivation. Yeah, you know, the Colin thing, yes, we did. We, you know, once we got into the cocaine thing and, and just started, we, we knew we were going to just burn him through and uh, and it was going <laughs> to just take Kelly down. Basically, we had a bunch of stuff in there yeah. and take her down. You know, we had the whole rehab thing, which hopefully can get Paige Moss, we want to get here too, um, who played Tara. But, you know, yes, we thought that that would just add to Kelly's misery to think that Dylan was with Brenda. You know, again. Added to my misery. she had left. I mean, we really wanted to, What's that? Your misery. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was really gonna. You know, that plays out really well. All of a sudden, he's he's like this, the thing is sent from the address in London. Their friend is. He's on. He's like basically house sitting supposedly. So we kind of left it open. But uh, no, we just wanted to let that to play on, and that's what's so great about this show is that the audience is so invested that we don't even have to have the characters on the show. Yeah. They are totally insight into this episode. They, that was an important moment. So, uh, I mean, yes, you're at the answer. The question is yes. I mean, we thought that was going to push them together even more because only Brandon would understand that betrayal in a certain way. So it pushes her to him and, Right. And you know, it makes for a tasty ending. You know, I, I, I've said it many times, but in our office, we had that sign kissing is good. <laughs> uh, Renee B's on YouTube. And by the way, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, that'd be very helpful for, uh, for us. Mm -hmm. So if you follow us anywhere else, follow us on YouTube and subscribe there. Uh, the Val versus Kelly scenes in this one are, uh, so great is what she said essentially i just paraphrased <laughs> well, the, David, the david and donna stuff also uh, michael played really well the romantic night you know i was uh, you know I, I i had done a play on a, on a cruise ship which had all the different things set out and uh so i wanted to have that romantic night and michael you know we get david and donna together and you know that was really hot stuff for people you know to see them back together and kissing at the end that was an yeah. important part of the show mm -hmm. and also important part to show mr spelling oh interesting mm -hmm. Um, Michael, what is it like directing some of the more romantic? We talked about the action stuff. What is it like directing some of the more romantic scenes between the characters? You know, it's fun. You know, I'm a, a pretty eclectic guy. For me, everything is fun and great. And actually, there was <laughs> one, there's this um, one shot. My my kind of my favorite shot in a romantic scene. I, I pretty much always do it. And this one, this was when. Uh, they were kissed. Uh, wait, who was it now? Ian, oh maybe Steve and Claire. When they were kissing on, the, it was on the Queen Mary. Yeah, and the boat. Said, yeah, on the boat. It, we were at the bow of the boat, and it's you see the boat behind them, and it's that that classic profile mm -hmm. two yeah. shot that's a little too close for comfort. It's sort of oh. like you know, there just the two of them. You see the lips coming together, and the boat's back there, and I think that. <laughs> hour so the light was perfect and it's like oh loved it so that's how I'm, i feel about shooting romantic scenes oh i'm curious though mm -hmm. specifically with donna and david uh, or tori and um brian call them david uh with, 
do you feel that natural chemistry and heat between the two of them since they've known each other for so long working together? Me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, the thing is, actors, you know, good actors can sort of, well, I don't know. I was about to say good actors can make chemistry, but actually, I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> like, with them, it was palpable because I think they did, you know, like you said, they have been working together for so long and they're both good actors. And, and I think they really felt it between each other. Um, but yeah, they were great. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm curious even from the acting perspective of that. Um, is it important to feel those moments, even with uh, what you did with Kathleen and, and uh, for Carl and Claire? Is it important to really be in those moments? And how do you get yourself in a moment like that? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it is important to, to, to kind of um, I mean, I my go to thing is I'll just really try to listen as hard as I can, I, you know, you got your intention and what your, your motivation, your character, and, and you try to kind of get that all into place, uh, you know, before the scene even kind of starts. But once the scene starts, then you just start working off the, the you know, the, uh, the other actor and, um, you know, what your, your motivation, your, your feelings are towards the, the other character. And you just take what they, you know, throw at you and then just react you know, uh, off of that from there. And it usually, mm -hmm. you know, works out if everybody is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and you have a lot of these great bromance scenes with Ian too, right? And somebody <laughs> brought up this before that then, of course, you know, uh, Ian or Steve punches uh, Carl, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Carl, which is one of my favorite scenes. Um, do you remember <laughs> that scene with, uh, with Ian? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny, you know. I was watching the episodes, and Larry, there's a uh, there's a line in the first uh, part where uh, Claire is talking to Steve about, you know, oh, you, sure you know, he's going to ask you for a favor, you know, you, like you made yeah. some sort of a uh, reference to the Godfather or something. And sure enough, you know, it's a foreshadow. Then it, you know, becomes you know clear in the second where I'm like, hey, Steve, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're best friends. It makes sense that we'd fall for the same girl, kind of a thing. And uh, very and, good. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, it was interesting how those scenes were written too, because they're kind of hard scenes to play because uh, it's like there's a very fine line of like this is my good friend, and at the same time, you know, I want a chance, uh, you know, I'm falling in love with your girlfriend, kind of a thing, and but at the same saying kind of uh, uh, kind of collegial and at, and at the same time, um, so it was it was a mm -hmm. it's an interesting balance uh, that you know how to be. I thought pulled off. It was, you know, a lot of it had, had to do with the writing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Ryan, you actually got to do a little bit of romance yourself. Someone yeah. re reminded me in the comments yes. that Ask you have that scene where you're, you're getting it on in Andrea's dorm room and she opens the door and walks in on you. And then later, I guess it's season nine. And you mentioned it earlier when the Brian Setzer orchestra comes and now you're a married man. Yeah. And, and so those, those, were, those were your two romantic um, poles in the show. Yeah, how do you feel about the chemistry thing? You and Andrea had chemistry when... <laughs> well, the... oh, are you talking... Uh, let me see. He's making out with yes. the girl. Yeah. 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 That was, that you was, know, it's funny. That, that was, was my first and only uh, bedroom scene. 
And I remember, <laughs> I remember vividly when they approached me and they're like, Hey, we're going to throw you in this bedroom scene and you get caught in, in Steve and Andrea's dorm room. And I'm like, me? It's got to be funny. <laughs> Have you seen my hairy back? Okay, this is gonna play well. <laughs> but it did. It, it worked out. It worked out awesome. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, Michael. Uh, Michael Lang. So you've shot some kissing now in the last couple of years. I know you're still an active director. Yeah, it must be so different now. I, I would think all the things we took for granted, all the kissing we did now, has to have a, a whole thing of papers signed and all things and yeah, and there's and the sex there, coach. Yeah, I actually haven't had the joy of doing that yet with a coach, but there's now uh, because so, uh, yeah, I haven't done one yet with the coach. That's a relatively new thing now. Mm. So uh, I can't even imagine it. And now, of course, with uh, COVID, who knows yeah. what that's going to be. Nick, have you had that experience lately? Have you kissed anybody in the last five years? No, <laughs> no, no. It's been a little while. They did mock that sort of on the reboot. Uh, they they did something where they had a, a coach for Don. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. right. When I was Tori, Eric Donald, yeah. David, exactly. Yeah. Brian, that was really yeah. good. I really enjoyed that. Glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah. Uh, Sherry, what else you got? You got some more questions to throw to the mix? Um, let's see here. Um, I think there's an interesting comparison to make in terms of your plans, Larry, and how you plot things. At the end of the season, you essentially have David and Donna agree to give their relationship another go, but Kelly and Brandon, Brandon kind of turned her down. And you went in those two divergent directions, even though you knew both couples were going to be a pivotal part of season seven. Yeah, just to you know have some variation, basically. You know, it's like right. But yeah, I mean that that was kind of intentional because we were gonna. Brandon was stubbornly gonna do what he was gonna do with Susan, which he was gonna travel the country, and that's what he had told himself, and that's what he had planned, and he did it. You know, mm -hmm. um, and you know, and then Kelly had again. She was you know, making amends basically in a lot of ways. I mean, I think she would come into the season seven and she's like working in the hospice, isn't she? I think. Yeah. I, we mm -hmm. have a little bit of hospice. Because what's fun for yeah. us right now, Sherry, is, you know, a lot of us, Michael, I know that also we haven't looked at these episodes in 25 years. <laughs> so right. It's like, oh, right. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. We're really pleased and we're obviously pleased with our with the fans, you know, it really keeps keep us honest in this uh yeah. discovering yeah. this our deep dives also. Yeah, we, there's we a made. lot to mine in season seven, but going back to Brandon and Susan's breakup for a second, part of Brandon's anger stems from the fact that he turned down his dream job mm. so that they could have their vacation. Let's say that never happened, then he did not have this offer that he turned down. And, but his girlfriend got this amazing offer is I can also, I can see a version of Brandon being the supportive one, encouraging his girlfriend to go, not wanting her to stay for him out of fear that she would come to resent him or something like that. So I think it very much hinges on the fact that he gave up the job for her, but she wouldn't give up a job for him. Yeah, we, we wanted to load it. You know, we wanted, we wanted to make sure we knew that he was going to be mad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> have that. Yeah, he, he would be a jerk if he didn't support her. Why wouldn't he support her? You know, so, yeah, no, we wanted to make it a real, you know, quid pro quo. I gave up the, you know. And even yeah. then he could have, but, uh, you know, she just, you know, he, she, it was never 
going to work out. They just, she was too ambitious, really. He, you know, he discovered he's an, it was an adult discovery for him. It was, you know, we, we don't really have him dumped too many times other than by Kelly Taylor, I guess. Yeah. This was interesting. The, the scene with the breakup scene is a, it's a bad breakup. It's not. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a, I mean, it gives yeah. her the coldest kiss goodbye. It's like a death kiss. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and again, that leads to the, you know, to the two boys, you know, leaving the party and going to the bar to drink it off. And Paulie Short is sitting next to him, which is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Zara wants to know, Nick and Ryan, do you still keep in touch with the cast from 90210 today? She asked that twice. So I'm making sure that I get that in there for you, Zara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before the whole pandemic thing started, uh, Ian reached out to me. He's like, hey, we should get together and hang out. And I'm like, well, you want to come up to Seattle or you want me to come down to L.A.? He's like, either way, you know, if you come to L.A., stay with me. And I said, OK, if you come to Seattle, stay with me. Um, yeah, I, uh, he tried to throw me in one of uh, his Sharknado movies um, that he did. Um, but it was right around the time when uh, I went to the Super Bowl in 2013 when the Seahawks were playing the Broncos. And yeah. it was around the same time that they were filming, but I couldn't get my flights changed up. So I had to, I had to pass and I had to go back to work anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I speak to Ian quite a bit. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Uh, are you in touch with anybody from the back no, of the day or no? No, not really. You know, I, um, I would run into Ian every once in a while. He must, you know, live uh, kind of around here. So, uh, you know, be at the uh, Starbucks or up at the gym and run into him and talk to him, you know, but um, yeah, that's about it. Sherry, yeah. any more, any, any, any more? Uh, um, that was it from my list, I think, but going, you mentioned how, you know, bitter the, the breakup scene was with, with Brandon and Susan and the line that sticks out in my mind was something to the effect of like, forgive me if I don't vote for you when you run for president. Yes. And I was thinking that like, Maybe Susan did go on to become, you know, Something. one of those first female candidates. I can see that now. Uh, I have a fun one for Larry. Um, I'm curious to know. You know, we know what happened uh, to Steve from the perspective of how it was written, right? We know that Steve went on and <laughs> did a newspaper and all this kind of stuff. In your world, what happened to Steve? Brandon. Brandon. Well, no, I'm talking about Steve Sanders. Oh, the Beverly Beach. Oh, with, with the yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So, no, they would be thinking much bigger. Steve would be, you know, probably working for the Lakers or something now, or, you know, he'd be like, a, you know, have an executive job for the Lakers, and he'd have a, a membership in the Soho Club. And, you know, he'd be, uh, he'd be on his second marriage. He would have, you know, really screwed up and married somebody wrong, probably, and didn't do the prenup like his father told told him to Russia beating him <laughs> up on that so he gave away a lot of stuff yeah. and uh you know but you know and but happy you know i mean i think he'd be, he'd be do he'd be doing big things you know again the, the thesis of the show is that these were ordinary kids living extraordinary lives that's when it worked best everyone yeah. can relate to ordinary kids living the kind of life you want they're not struggling they're they're excelling and brandon you know i mean he could have been anything i mean yeah, he was set up yeah. For what Brandon might be in the future at some other day. Well, I mean, Brandon was always leaning toward politics or journalism, right. but uh, mm -hmm. you know, so somehow some combination of the of the both. I mean, he certainly right. would not be in the corporate world, right? And he would not he was not going to go to law school. So I, I suspect he probably would have he also ended up in Washington. Also, I mean, he, you know, he was a guy right. who really you know believed in public service, like my buddy Bill Clinton did. That we went to college with him in Georgetown. 
much more than me. We were being trained to be diplomats. Oh, I want to say there was one other mm -hmm. character we, we forgot to mention in the show. Uh, Claudia Von Eck. Oh, yeah. Claudia Von Eck is the one who gives uh, uh, Colin the money. And she was played by Mary Sugar Crosby. Mama. Mary Crosby, who uh, is Bing Crosby's daughter. And, and it's someone. Oh, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Yeah, I got that for you, Larry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm <Thank> good. You. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she was kind of a friend of mine because when I first came to Hollywood in 78, I was, I think I was 33, but I was cast a nickel like this as a 22 year old in college. And Mary Crosby was like, you know, also it was a it was after Animal House with a show called Brothers and Sisters, and I kind of played the Munts role. I think I was kind of like the you know <laughs> the goofy guy, uh, and Mary Crosby was there. It was Mary Crosby and Chris Lemon. It got canceled after about ten episodes, but I always liked Mary. And, and you know, when we asked her, you know, she came in the show earlier. She had been a couple of episodes, and she really added a little class because oh, if oh. you don't know who she is, and Sherry knows who she is, she shot Jr. She was the one who actually did it. Um, I want to ask you all this question, uh, Michael, Nick, and Larry. And sure, would it would it, you guys haven't seen this uh, this episode in a long time? Sherry, you're not included in that because I'm sure you saw it pretty recently. <laughs> but uh, going back and rewatching this, uh, do you think it still holds up? What do you think of this episode, uh, Michael? Ah, let's see. I think it holds up. I do. I mean, I think a lot of the issues that they were dealing with, we're still dealing with. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, no, I think it holds up. Really does. And what about you, for you, Nick, looking back at your performances in this and, and all the performances in this, do you think that uh, this still holds up for you? Did you enjoy watching it? Yeah, you know what? I actually did enjoy it. I haven't seen it in so many years. And, uh, you know, I think probably earlier on, I was probably pretty critical of uh, some of my, you know, work, watch, rewatching and stuff. So I've had enough distance with this uh, project where, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, almost like a, a far off memory. So watching it again mm -hmm. was, it was, uh, it was kind of rewarding to tell you the truth. Was, I thought, wow, you know, this is kind of cool. And uh, there's some great performances in here. And, uh, it was an awesome experience, you know, um, yeah. one that I'll never forget, of course. And, uh, yeah, so Very for cool. me, it holds up. <laughs> yeah, no, for me too. I think for all of us watching this, it does. Uh, La well, hey, Larry. <laughs> you know, uh, again, it, it played as a two-hour. It was not a two-parter. So people right. should remember that, that this just played like a movie. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, in May sweeps. So this was a money show. This was a money ball show. And... Um, it was big. I mean, it was just the, the outrageous. It's outrageous in a lot of ways, the show. I mean, and I, I thought all the storylines, you know, really for a season ender, I thought I was very proud of all how all, every, everyone had stuff to do. Because, you know, you, it, part of your job is you got to have material for your actors. I mean, you can't leave anybody out and everyone's got to, you know, do their stuff. And, and I kind of thought it really had a nice balance to it and, and a good thrust. And again, the timeline was really good. The party being the centerpiece of everything and in and out of that. And uh, yeah, I was pretty down. You know, I think it's an underrated show. I haven't really looked at the uh, fan rating stuff, but right. uh, <laughs> I know it's not certainly up there, but it's certainly for the, the attempt, the ambitiousness of the show. And, you know, the yeah. way Michael captured on that stuff, it's big and mighty. And again, we didn't go over budget. No, that, that was something that, again, if, if Jeff was here, we were always very proud of the fact that you know our, our show was a, you know, we, we we did it right. I mean, we we were responsible producers. 
Now, listen, so here's what's coming next week. All right, this was great, guys. I really appreciate everyone being here. Next week, we're gonna, I'm going to run the promo for you, but we're all back, right? So Chuck and Larry and Lily, we're all going to be back. Um, and, well, let me show you the promo. You asked for it, and it's coming next to the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. You will have an opportunity to join the new evolution. We have evolved. That's right. On Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Chuck. We're having a meeting here. Larry. Get out of here. Chip Johansson, Pete, and Lily will be joined by Alan Toy, a.k.a. Professor Finley himself, to talk about the storyline that saw Kelly Taylor join a cult. So don't be an extra. extra. Why are you being a negator? Or a negator. Head over to Beverly Hills 90210show.com to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And one of our lucky subscribers is going to get an awesome surprise this Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Beverly Hills 90210show.com. Unless you're willing to evolve, you're never going to understand. Yeah, I, I literally oh came in and said, wait for this episode next week. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> so, Montoy is going to join us, Professor Finley. Uh, he's going to be with us. Oh, about great casting. I mean, that was, yeah. Thank God. That a lot was of good stuff. Oh, Chip Johannesson's going to be with us as, as well, joining Chip Johannesson. Yeah, Chip, yeah, yes. I mean, so much of that uh, of that crazy stuff in, is in Chip's twisted mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's on Wednesday. And listen, we have a little thing that we're running. We want to have one of you join us uh, next week. So all you have to do is subscribe to us on YouTube and get everybody to subscribe. Whoever gets the most subscribers, uh, you just got to show us what you did and show us the subscriptions or we'll figure that all that out. But email me, show me that you subscribed. And we're going to pick one of you to join us uh, for a few minutes on the the podcast next week so uh this was a lot of fun nick thank you so much for joining us michael it's thanks, always nick. great to have you yes, thanks. michael's great terrific yes. work i mean and no, no surprise you did the open call me months dude call me months <laughs> and uh don't forget you can always go to the beverly hills 90210 showshop.com to pick up some merchandise all that and the, there he is he's wearing a ray pruitt shirt i've got my paradise <laughs> shirt on uh, and we will catch you Wednesday. And Sherry, bye-bye, Sherry. Thank you so much. You were terrific on the show. And Fantastic. Thanks for all you've done. Love you. And My pleasure. I'd love to oh, come, come back anytime. Bye, all right. Yeah. See you next time, guys. Thanks again. See you, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. You got it.